0: They promised me you wouldn't be hurt, he said. And you haven't been, really. I mean, I suppose you'd had a baby and lost it. Wouldn't it be the same? And we're getting so much in return, Ro. No, hard no. <laughs> nope. Welcome back, my cursed friends.
1: <laughs> are they cursed or are we?
0: <laughs> we no. might be for doing these. You, I'm Sorry. Ingrid and I'm freaked out. I'm
1: Jessica and hi, same. We need this, to tell y'all how the last
0: episode ended. Yeah, which was just two minutes ago for us. Uh-huh. <laughs> We were in the midst of having a conversation and my internet just not the internet didn't go out but the window closed out which on the app we use like you have to
1: go click on leave session to leave it yes
0: Yeah So yeah we're creeped and I wrote mine before I'm super itchy right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> gross
0: I don't know I don't know I'm itchy And I wrote mine before we recorded yours, and it was starting to get dark, and I was in my living room, like, typing it out and everything, and my dogs were running around, and Brownie, it sounded like she was in my bedroom, and then all of a sudden I heard a toy drop, and the other two dogs were sitting next to me, so I knew where they were, and I jumped off of the couch so quickly. And it was her. Somehow, she was just like throwing her voice or something. I don't know. It freaked oh me out. So I'm I'm doing. Jessica talks. Of, she didn't talk about mine, but she mentioned mine. I'm doing Rosemary's Baby. I did. I did. You set the scene for the Omen. I not did, you, but the, the yeah, movie. because oh. I know to not don't be messing with a, a cult, but I guess I did by telling the story. I don't know. I'm freaked out. <laughs> so do you
1: believe like Satan can manifest himself on
0: earth? But I mean, if you believe there's good, you gotta believe there's bad. I right? have a, I have a very good friend who always told me if you believe in angels, you have to believe in the demons too. Right. Or vice versa. If you believe in the demons, you gotta believe in angels. Yeah. And I don't like that.
1: So I ignored her. Hmm. So I believe in the demons a lot more easier than I believe in the angels. So I can believe in demons. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've had like um, nightmares of where I feel like I'm awake and Satan is like, or the devil presence is around me and I'm frozen and I can't move. But like I'm in that weird version of being asleep and being awake. I think there's a term for that. I don't know what it's called. Uh, But it's, I've had um, those nightmares three times in my life and they have been the most horrible nights of my absolute life. Okay.
0: Well, I, on the other hand, feel like I've, this is not an accurate description, but it's something similar to this. Like if I were walking down the sidewalk and I was looking at my phone or something and there's a big pothole in front of me, I feel like something has nudged me out of the way. Of course. Of course the
1: angels surround you and the demons surround me. Of (laughs) course, Ingrid. Oh, my gosh. I mean, what was my nickname when I was little? I think it's just because Grandma couldn't say Ingrid, so she she chose Angel.
0: It wasn't Grandma. That was my nickname, I think, when we were in uh, Georgia.
1: Oh, because all the Panois loved you. And I get locked in a closet in Georgia. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? What? Wait. Yeah. Uncle Joe locked me in a closet because I wouldn't stop crying. He didn't know what to do with me. So he put me in a room and he shut the door. (laughs) Like (laughs) pitch blackness. Just let me cry. And that's where the demons found you. (laughs) Well, apparently. He said I stopped crying after a minute. And then he came and got me. All right.
0: Rosemary's Baby, originally a novel by Ira Levin, published in 1967, was the basis of a film written and directed by Roman Polanski. It was released on June 12th, 1968, and took viewers into the dark world of the occult. Yes, ma'am.
1: I didn't realize that Rosemary's Baby came out that much before Damien. Like, for the way they talked about it, it sounded like it was... You know, like one year, two years
0: within well, it. Because this was such a big deal. I think it had lasting effects for a oh, long time.
1: It still does.
0: I yeah. Think. Yeah. Okay. So heads up, there are going to be some spoilers for those of you who haven't gotten around to watching what some consider one of the greatest horror films of all time. I mean, you had nearly 55 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'll give you a, not a spoiler alert, but I guess not a trigger warning, but just a freak out warning. We're talking about another scary movie, so there might be some scary graphic grossness coming. Okay, so the movie produced by Paramount Pictures stars Mia Farrow as Rosemary Woodhouse and Golden Globe and Academy Award winner for Best Supporting Actress for her role as Minnie Kastavet, Ruth Gordon. Roman Polanski wrote the 272-page screenplay and directed the film. Paramount had budgeted $1.9 million, but ended up $400,000 over budget. The movie was shot in New York City, L.A., Playa del Rey, and Santa Catalina Island. Filming was delayed for a variety of reasons, but was finally completed December 29, 1967. Overspending and delayed completion weren't the worst of what the cast and crew faced, though. 37-year-old Kishtov Komeda, the composer of the film, was the first to meet his fate. In the fall of 1968, just months after the movie was released, he was outside partying in L.A. when he fell off an escarpment. He immediately slipped into a four-month coma, from which he never recovered. He ultimately passed away in Poland the next year. The creepiest part of this scenario is its eerie similarity to the movie. Rosemary's friend Hutch was killed in this very manner in the movie. Actually, I need to take that back with uh, he being the first affected because the first person actually affected was Mia Farrow. In 1967, 51-year-old Frank Sinatra served 22-year-old Mia Farrow with divorce papers while she was on the set of *Rosemary's Baby*. I actually did not know they were married.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, it was only for like a year, oh, if okay. if if that. Hmm. Bit of an age difference there. Little bit, a little, little creepy. Hmm. Dare I say the 70s were the era of creepiness, though?
1: (laughs) Hitchhiking and serial killers and...
0: Yes. Yeah. Now, both the book and movie were huge successes, but there was a lot of controversy and backlash, too. Levin's wife was pregnant when he began writing the novel. He began to imagine a world where God didn't exist and the devil ruled. He then was able to weave a storyline of a young couple who recently moved to New York City. And that's where he and his wife also lived, by the way. The husband is a struggling actor. Upon moving in, they immediately meet the kind, overzealous, and perhaps a bit intrusive older couple next door. These are the kind of neighbors you half-jokingly, half-seriously want or need to avoid. Yet... You rely on them at the same time. The older couple instantly takes to the younger duo and excitedly begin to inquire about them trying to have a family. Shortly thereafter, Rosemary has a foggy dream where she thinks she may have been raped by some kind of monster. In what I regard as monster-like behavior, her husband admits to having sex with her while she was passed out uh agreed monster like behavior and i remember the
1: scene from that movie and like her flashbacks of it are creepy
0: yes so for those of you like i said you had 55 years so in that scene it's all of the older people in the movie are all standing around naked mm-hmm. While she is laying on a table also naked and they're all shouting things and she's kind Mm -hmm. of fuzzy, not really sure of what's going on. She's kind of moving and somebody like people are saying she's going to remember this. She's coming to No, she's fine. Someone says maybe we should restrain her legs. And she, she replies, yes, I believe so or something like that. And then there's. Flashes of a monster, like devil, like looking face, face and mask, clearly yeah. on top of her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And her husband tries to make it better by saying, "Like, oh yeah, I just, you know, I raped I you. I just raped you. When you were I raped sleeping. you. It wasn't a monster. Cool. It was me. It's, it's cool. a different kind of monster. It was me. It was the sixties. You know, it could happen. Yeah." Mm. As the movie progresses, we find Rosemary is pregnant, (laughs) hence the movie title, Rosemary's Baby. Obviously, there's a baby. Her husband Guy's career has taken off. It just so happens that the actor who was originally given the lead role had suddenly gone blind, leaving Guy to take his place. During her pregnancy, Rosemary is encouraged to drink a daily tonic made by her neighbor and receives medical care from the neighbor's recommended physician. Again, spoiler alert, we eventually find out there is a large cult or coven of witches that have worked together to have Satan himself rape Rosemary. In exchange for her womb, more or less, Guy is given fame and success. So naturally, neither the book nor the movie sat well with the Catholic Church. Actually, they didn't sit well with a lot of people. Hate mail and death threats were sent to the author, cast, and crew. Levin's wife actually left him the same year the movie was released. It is said he became increasingly paranoid over the years and was never the same. He constantly had to make public statements denouncing Satan. And his paranoia grew into becoming terrified as he aged. And kind of the sort of jumping the shark but really sad last-ditch effort, he tried to write a sequel to the first book, and it was a total flop. That is so sad. It was just a book, people. While he was writing the book, he would not let his wife read any of the manuscript. Well, (laughs) I I mean, she's... Yeah. She's pregnant too. Right. Yeah. Okay. So before the book was even published, William Castle had brought the proofs of the book to Paramount Pictures executive Robert Evans and suggested he purchase the film producing rights. Paramount agreed, and Castle was given the okay to produce, but he was not given the director position. So as the producer to Rosemary's Baby... Castle was not immune to all of the hate stuff. One letter read, Bastard, believer of witchcraft, worshiper at the shrine of Satanism. My prediction is you will slowly rot during a long and painful illness which you have brought upon yourself. Oh,
1: my gosh. No wonder the man lost his mind. Well, that, no, that was the producer.
0: Oh! Oh! Okay. Yeah. The, so the producer got that. So the producer is getting a lot of of stuff too. Okay. He be, he became so stressed and worried as a result of all of this. In April of 1969, he developed severe kidney stones. Mm. Well, now I also read some more kidney failure. I'm not sure if that came later in life or if it even came at all, or if you know people are getting that confused. But while hospitalized for his kidney stones, he hallucinated often, and the hallucinations were scenes from the movie. And he was even reported as yelling, Rosemary, for God's sake, drop the knife. Oh, my God. He recovered. Before or after the filming? I'm sorry. I missed it. So this is in April of 1969, and the movie came out in 68. Okay. Okay, Gotcha. gotcha, Okay. So he recovered from this illness, but he never saw such such success as a producer again. He died at the age of 63 from a stroke. So Robert Evans, who was he was the executive of Paramount, so he had a lot of hands-on during the production as well. He survived three strokes, and at one point he was accused of murder, and if you want to get into that he, he was uh somewhat but then somewhat implicated but then not of the cotton club murder in 1983 and okay he, was it, it a man or a woman like who? it, did it was speak? a man so i kind of looks a little bit into it so the cotton club is I think there was like a lot of cocaine happening or, there or something. The Seventies, no way. No, I know. Surprise. <laughs> also, maybe a cause of three strokes. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. So this guy wanted to do a like a documentary on the on the Cotton Club, and I'm not sure what even like ultimately went down. But he was he was killed. He was. Gosh, I don't remember. How he was the actual cause of death. There was something that was excessive, but then he was blown up with dynamite to try to get rid of some of the, yeah, Dang. evidence. Okay. And there was a woman who was involved with it, and she said she dated Evans for a little bit and he had nothing to do with it at all. He pled the fifth, so who knows? Now, moving on to the next, actress Sharon Tate had auditioned for the role of Rosemary. As Polanski's girlfriend, she, of course, had his vote. Evans and Castle, however, insisted on Pharaoh. Nonetheless, Tate would often hang around the set. She even appears as an uncredited extra in a party scene. Tate and Polanski were married on January 20th, 1968, in Chelsea, London. Tate was pregnant by the end of the year. The newlyweds moved to 10050 CeeLo Drive in Benedict Canyon, L.A. on February 15th, 1969. Polanski went to London to work on another film in March of 1969. After visiting her husband, Tate returned to L.A. on July 20th. On August 8th, she had dinner at El Coyote Cafe with Jay Sebring, Wycheck Frykowski, and Abigail Folger. They all returned back to the home around 10.30 p.m. The next morning, Winifred Chapman, Tate's housekeeper, found the four dead. Tate and Sebring had a long rope tied around their necks, and that was tied together, and they were stabbed. Tate had been stabbed 16 times, five of which would have been fatal themselves. She, along with Paul Richard Polanski, were laid to rest on August 13th. So Paul Richard Polanski was named posthumously after his grandparents. So that was a baby in her belly? That was a baby, yeah. Stupid Charles Manson. (laughs) Well, you just ruined my next sentence. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Everybody knows this. D-
1: did you hear any, like, bumping behind I me? I did hear now? a bump
0: behind you. What was that? I don't know. Okay, cool. Cool. That's cool. That's fine. It's <laughs> <That's> cool. You, <laughs> you cool. unmuted and then there was a bump. Yeah, right?
1: Okay. It's cool. I'm fine. That's cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're freaking me out.
1: You're freaking me out. Sorry. <laughs>
0: The murders were committed by the Manson family, and Helter Skelter was written on the wall in blood. Some conspiracies suggest Polanski took a deal, like Guy Woodhouse did in the film, and offered Sharon Tate up as a sacrifice for continued success. No way. I know. Ugh. No. Unfortunately, Polanski's life... Are you Okay. Okay. Unfortunately, Polanski's life went further downhill. He indulged in substance abuse following the murders of his wife and unborn son. In 1977, he preyed upon a 13-year-old girl during a Vogue shoot. At the second shoot, he fed that girl champagne and half a Quaalude before sexually assaulting her. He was subsequently arrested and spent 42 days in jail. He then became a fugitive, fleeing to Europe and evading extradition back to the U.S. I didn't know that about his afterlife. Yeah, that's gross. And finally, the last of the eerie coincidences. Helter Skelter is the title of a Beatles song. Charles Manson thought multiple songs from the White Album were coded messages asking for a race war. Mia Farrow was present when some of that album was written. John Lennon was killed outside of the Gothic Dakota building in New York City where scenes of Rosemary's Baby were filmed. Oh, dang, I didn't know that. Yeah. And despite all of this, Rosemary's Baby grossed over $30 million in the box office in the United States. It received multiple award nominations and in 2014 was selected for preservation in the U.S. National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. As it should be. And thus begins the movies embracing or highlighting the occult, and thus begins the Cursed Movies. So I wonder when The Exorcist came out. Because it... Uh, that was also, I think The Exorcist was shortly after Rosemary's Baby. So Rosemary's Baby, like, set the phone, fo- oh yeah, 1973. Okay, So yeah. Rosemary's
1: Baby was the first.
0: Yes, the first, and then those creepy things happened.
1: Mm-hmm. And the creepy things happened on Exorcist, and creepy things happened on Omen, and... Poltergeist. Uh, polterge- and poltergeist, mm-hmm. That's crazy that Rosemary's Baby was a first, like of the supernatural horror genre, yeah. you know?
0: Okay, well, let's do some Bs. Hmm. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say my sources before we okay. do that. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Vanity Fair, Far Out Magazine, Wikipedia, Inside Hook, Slash Film, and Rinker. Be Consentful. When you
1: have sexual intercourse or or play.
0: Be afraid. Be very afraid. (laughs) 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 Oh, no, now you're going to (laughs) cough. Don't be in a cult. Don't be letting the creepy, nosy, older couple into your apartment all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of boundaries, bye. Bye.
1: If you'd like to reach out to us or submit your situation, please contact us at another situation podcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at another situation
0: podcast. We're also on Facebook at another situation Another situation is produced and edited by Point Five Pinoy. Music is written and performed by Tim Crow.